hello, hello, hello. And welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone is having an awesome uh, Thursday. It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. Damn, I took last night off, uh, and then I plan to have the show tonight with my good friend Reed Coverdale. As you guys know, uh, we had dinner, as I normally do before a show. Um, I usually get home from work and then have dinner. Of course, I was off today, and so I made burgers for the kids and some, uh, you know, I don't know, butter sauteed fall veggies. It was pretty good. Uh, and, uh, my, my son who's, you know, trying solid food, uh, pretty regularly, all of a sudden got red all around the mouth and his upper lips swole up. Uh, it was pretty scary. So I called the, uh, advice nurse and immediately, uh, took him into the ER to find out that he was fine. So, uh, He's good. Thanks for all the prayers and all the people who were, were quick to tell me they were uh, looking out for us and worried about us. I appreciate you all. Uh, but we got a great show for you guys tonight. I'm sorry it's a little late, but uh, we'll start off with some sponsors. Of course, we have TopLobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break the Cycle, who you will see on Break the Cycle tomorrow night. As long as I don't have any more uh, crises, hopefully, um, that would be nice. And also, you can get this fuck around and find out hoodie that I'm wearing tonight. Bright green to make a statement uh, by using BTC at checkout at toplobster.com for a 10% discount, or you can join the Patreon, subscribe, star, become a member of this YouTube channel under all of my videos uh, by uh, uh, and get yourself into a private Discord server where you can get up to 30% discount on all of Top Lobster's new gear. Uh, um, uh, why is someone... Someone is blowing me up. Stop it. Um, all of his gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at a 30% discount. I said that already, didn't I? Uh, and of course, executive producers of the show, uh, anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check them out today. See what they can do for your business, home, or personal life. They're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, guys, go check them out. If you, especially if you own a business, if you're thinking about owning a business, if you got a friend or family member or somebody that owns a business, uh, go check them out. See what they can do, man, because uh, they're, they're helping out uh, one of my viewers now, and uh, they're amazing, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be able to save you a ton of time and money and all that great stuff. So, um, Definitely check them out. Guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. My good friend. I love this guy to death, man. Like, I really do. Uh, I know when we first started interacting on uh, online, he was a big part of this unity push in the libertarian movement. Um, and uh, I was pretty staunch, uh, staunchly against it uh, at, for, for, for reasons. And he understood those reasons, and we came to a good agreement. But then we've become friends over time. And uh, finally got to meet him in Florida recently. I was very stoked about that. But he is uh, the host of The Naturalist Capitalist. And, of course, everyone's second favorite trucker. He is Mr. Reed Coverdale. Sir, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I was going to say, I'm glad you're having the Liberty Truckers on in order of skill. You know, you're having me first and then Pop Lobster second coming on tomorrow. Listen, that, that was good. I, now you're going to get canceled, dude. That's it. You're, you're already canceled. You've been on five seconds. Already you're already canceled. canceled. Yeah, uh, I know. It, does, it doesn't take me long, as you know. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. <laughs> well, you know, it's it sucks. Uh, you, you know, you say true things and then all of a sudden, there you go. You get kicked out. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean... I kind of wished that I had been kicked for some zinger that I made or some really staunch hardened paint post against Zionism or neocons or the Federal Reserve or something. But it was just a stupid joke that got me. And, you know, that kind of sucks like going out that way. But yeah. Well, I they, got... they call it violence or something. Advocating. Yeah. Violence. I mean, so first of all, have you seen Reed Russell and Clint Coverdale? Yes. Both on Twitter. Your sons. If either of them came near you would you defend yourself in real life yes yes yeah of course. <laughs> exactly so i mean even though it was a joke i think the sentiment was 
valid. And, uh, you know, if I had to go to court over it, I'd be like, have you seen these faces that I'm talking about? If they came within 100 yards of my truck, I would do what is necessary and I'm not ashamed of it. So I don't really regret. I mean, if I could have not said that and kept my Twitter account, it would have been worth it. But I don't regret what I said because it's not necessarily untrue, I guess. <laughs> sure. And, and let's be honest, dude. At some point, they were going to come for you no matter what. It was going to happen. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen to all of yeah. us. I know it's going to happen to me, too. You know, I'm, I'm very close to 20,000 followers. I just got my second ever 12-hour ban uh, a couple nights ago. And, uh, you know, we all know that our time is limited on a lot of these platforms, dude, just because we're we're saying things that are true, man. You know what I mean? And then making jokes, of course. Of course, I, I shitpost on Maine. You know what I mean? I yep. do. And and I always have. I've always shitposted on I me. Mean, I've always been a very public person uh, ever since I got involved in libertarian politics, especially. Uh, you know, I ran for office, so my addresses have been public. And, it, you know, it's just I'm used to it. You know, I've had people try to call bosses. And um, thankfully, I got a boss now that, you know, I show him all the things I say and all the people that say they're going to dox me to my boss. And he's like, oh, what a bunch of retards, you know. That's kind of how he rolls, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, but, you know, there's been times where people, you know, have, have gotten close to getting me removed from jobs and stuff, man. And uh, so Twitter is like the least of my worries. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm in a similar boat. My boss watches my youtube shows he enjoys some of them sometimes he'll say hey i watched your latest episode i thought that was interesting whatever you were talking about so i'm in the same place there's no worries about being doxxed and that's actually why i went so hard in the paint on twitter because i know so many other people were kind of bottled up and wanted to say shit to some of these people but they couldn't because they'd lose their jobs or if you just have some anon account with a hundred followers no one's gonna notice it but if you have a guy with almost 20,000 followers who's using his real name, who's telling Marianne Williamson to shut the fuck up or, you know, going after Megan McCain the way I did or, uh, you know, Dan Crenshaw or whatever. People were kind of inspired by it and they appreciated it because I don't have to worry about having my life ruined. So, you know, I think it, I think it was a good run. If I mean, by the way, I'm not necessarily gone forever, but I, I've just kind of accepted that I probably am. Uh, and I just look back at it. It was, it was a year. I was only on Twitter a year and I got almost 20,000 followers and I got to say all that shit to everybody. It was worth it. So, you know, thank you Twitter for whatever service you gave and fuck you for censoring everybody. And it is what it is. That's like, that's like fed levels of followers in one year, dude. I know. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. I mean, Dave Smith helped me out a lot. And then, uh, Ryan Dawson, like not not many people are willing to have him on the show. I know right. you've had him on twice, uh, but if you are willing to take that risk, you do get a lot of diehard supporters, and uh, probably half of my fans are Ryan Dawson fans. So I love you guys. Thank yeah, some of my most watched shows are the two shows that I've had Ryan Dawson on. Like 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 actually uh, visually watched shows has been has been Ryan Dawson. Of course, you know I've had shows with Dave. Dave uh, Smith and Tom Woods and 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 uh, Scott Horton twice and uh, the Scott Horton Michael Bolden uh, actually I've had Scott Horton on three times and uh, the Michael Bolden episode I mean I have some episodes that are really hugely watched and and I mean you know between the uh, the audio platform and the YouTube platform have thousands and thousands and thousands of views and listens uh, but but Ryan Dawson is like both episodes are way up there I mean he he was probably uh, other than the first Dave Smith show, I think um, I think he was my most viewed show for like the first half of my shows. So uh, people like Ryan, and it's funny because he's removed from fucking everything. I talk about it all the time. Like the guy can't even use his Coinbase, dude. I know. Yeah, it's. Uh, 
I mean, as you know, he's a hand grenade. Like, you don't know what's going to happen when you have him on. You don't know what the repercussions of the crowd is going to be after you had him on. But um, I got got to a point where I eventually enjoyed that. Because I remember I actually wasn't hated by really anybody at the beginning. Um, I mean, maybe some of the Mises Caucus guys didn't like me at first. But for the most part, no one really had a strong hatred toward me. And then... I had Ryan on the first time back in January and instantly, you know, it was like, oh, Nazi platformer, anti-Semite, whatever, you know, the, the insults started rolling out. And initially I was, you know, shocked by that, didn't like it or whatever. But then after a while, it was like, you know what, fuck you. And, you know, I just like, I'd like having Pete Quinones on or Ryan or, uh, you know, anyone that just made everybody angry. It was just like, it, I mean, you, you kind of feed into it and enjoy it eventually. I, I feel like you're kind of the same way. I mean, I've seen how you react to all that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I, I it's funny because I used to be so, uh, I used to be like one of those guys I wanted to make everybody happy. You know what I mean? I really right. did. There was, you know, and, and I've talked to you about this when, when we were talking about the unity thing and why I was so staunchly against it was because I was that guy. You know what I mean? Like when I first came on the scene, 2017, 2018, um, there's people who were talking a lot of shit about me, talking a lot of shit about the Mises Cox, all this stuff. And I wanted to, wanted to educate them. And I, w- I wanted to, to let them know like, yo dude, we're not fucking Nazis. We're not uh, homophobes. We're not, you know what I mean? Like we're not, uh, anti-trans. Like we're, we're just not like, that's not, that's not what we are. You know what I mean? We're, we're centered around, right. uh, uh, Austrian economics and, 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 uh, you know, f- uh, trying to move the libertarian party in that, that direction. That's yeah, of course that's part of it, but people calling you Nazis, all this stuff. That's just not true, you know? And so I tried to educate. I tried to talk to people. I tried to work with people. I went on fake Rotarians podcast, like legit. I really went on and was like nice and stuff. Um, and, and even to the detriment of my own, uh, platform with some people, you know what I mean? Like some people were pissed that I went on there and, uh, and I tried, I really, really tried. I tried to make it work and I just, they continued to talk shit about me and behind my back and to my face. And it was like, it was like, okay, well, fuck, fuck you guys. And I got to a point where I just, am no longer willing to capitulate to anybody. I don't give a fuck what it's about. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care what it's about with these people that call all my friends Nazis and, 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 uh, and anti-trans and homophobes and, and, uh, anti-immigrant and racist. Like, I don't give a fuck what you say anymore. Like you guys have driven it so far with your constant, incessant, whiny bitchism that I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not even trying to work with these people. I will not capitulate on anything. On I am not willing to capitulate on anything with these people. I don't care if I'm wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't care. Like, you guys, you know, and that's and that's really, you know, that was my sentiment when we first started talking about the, the unity thing was... I, I can't work with these people. They're fucking terrible, shitty people who don't operate in good faith. Fuck them. And then you st- started with the bitch fuck cucks, and I was like, all right, yeah, Reed's got it, man. We're good. Yeah, I feel like we've kind of come to an agreement. I mean, I don't know if the original sentiment has changed. It's just I've realized how many fucking shitty, useless pieces of shit there are out there, you know? like, um, And it, as you and I know, like, some of it's been like legit accusations of stuff that we didn't do. And uh, there's also been like, um, you know, I mean, when, when like someone with a hundred followers is calling you um, an anti-Semite, it's one thing. It's another thing when a guy with 70,000 followers starts messaging a bunch of people telling everyone that you're one of the most prolific Jew haters on the internet. Right. <laughs> I, like I had, I had that happen. And then, um, 
man, I mean, I made a lot of enemies, dude. I couldn't believe it. Like, people really, really hated me. And it was, like, several different groups. There's the, the antipods. Uh, the yeah, the antipods really hate us, too. Like, really oh, fucking hate us. Oh, man. They're the, yeah, they hate us the most. And then there's the Fakertarians and then the Zionists and the Neocons. And then, like, I recently made a bunch of enemies with, uh, you know, half of the 9-11 truth movement. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm someone who thinks that there was more than what they are telling us happened on 9-11. And I, you know, I, I, I ascribe to a lot of what people would call conspiracy theories, but I believe planes hit the building, so... I'm, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm an establishment shill trying to shut down the truth. So I made a whole bunch of enemies there too. And it, I mean, just, it got to the point every time I engaged with a certain group of people, I would come out making a ton of enemies and that wasn't even always the intent, but I, I think what people really hate is when you expose them that, I mean, cause you can shit talk them, you can clown them all you want, but if you expose them as liars in front of an audience, they really that really that. makes them mad, and they will not forget. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's it's funny because you know we, it's we haven't really had this conversation openly about the anti podcasters or anything, and we kind of dropped it um, for good reason, I think. Um, and and you know, I was we were all gearing up to go hard in the paint, like real fucking hard. It, you know it, I know it, everybody knows it. But I think I think you know it's just so funny to me that these people, these these anti podcast people. Uh, first of all went on a podcast to talk shit about podcast people uh but also um that they don't really i mean most of them don't really contribute anything to the movement at all you know what i mean and they're and and when you shit talk me who's been not just a podcaster but a fucking activist for uh you know a decade more than a decade since 2007 at least um and have worked on Ron Paul campaigns and fucking been endorsed by Ron Paul and traveled all over the country and done all this shit. You know what I mean? I've been 40 states over just the last five years uh, working for this these causes. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're talking shit about a show that I started because I have seven fucking kids over the span of a year. I've taken in seven fucking kids and I can't do the work like I was doing it before. So this is my way to do the work. Uh, still from my house while I raise seven children, work full time, and what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You know what I mean? And yeah. and Reed's doing well, the shit from his fucking truck for crying out loud. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, whether it's the antipods or the fakertarians or a lot of the nine eleven truthers too. I mean, I mean, a lot of these people are just very unimpressive in real life. I would imagine. Completely. I, I doubt. I doubt any of them really hold steady jobs or have accomplished anything that's worth bragging about you know like uh, i mean people ask me what have you done since you lost twitter it's like i uh, work 60 hours a week and do my podcast <laughs> you know like i mean i actually have a life and have actually done things and you have too like you just laid out and um i think that these people just feel threatened when anyone is able to get a large audience get a large following gain a lot of attention because in real life they have no attention in real life no one cares about what they think so then they come to this you know social media platform or libertarian party or whatever it is and they have people's attention and they feel like they're top dog because they're living in a you know in a an alter an alternative reality that doesn't actually exist and so then you have people like you or me or Clint who kind of just end up 
skyrocketing and they get really, really mad and they, you know, they don't want to see it happen. So then they just become parasitic and they just feed off of your success and just try to do everything they can to bring you down. And, and um, I, I think that's what I have come to realize is that there are so many people like that. Uh, like the, the idea of the unity thing, which Dave agreed with was, you know, people of good faith who care about liberty, let's put the bullshit aside and you know embrace liberty and move in that direction i think that's something that you would agree with too i just didn't realize how many people are acting in bad faith and it's i mean i was wrong like i had hope for a lot more people than i should have but you know you got to learn it firsthand i guess (laughs) well and i I, so you get it so here's my thing like i've always i've always said i mean since the beginning of this liberty thing for me i mean even when i was going through my my own journey towards liberty and and libertarianism and anarcho-capitalism and all this stuff i always said i will work with anybody i don't give a fuck what ideology you are i don't give a you know i mean i will work with anybody that is advocating rolling the state back in any area, as long as they're not advocating to add more states somewhere else. But, you know, several years ago, I had to add a a caveat to that and say, uh, and you must be operating in good faith. I mean, that's, you know what I mean? Like, cause, cause there's so many fucking shit hills out there that don't operate in good faith. I mean, they're, they're bad people. They're fucking bad people. Um, you know, and they attack people like, like, like you and I and Clint and stuff, but, but, but me, who's, doing what I do every day. Like who, you know what I mean? Like, fuck you guys. Um, but yeah, it's, it is really funny. Cause you and I and Clint were, I mean, Clint and I for sure were coming up around the same time in the podcast game. Right. We were kind of, we were kind of racing each other on YouTube, uh, followers. And, um, you know, he started, he started a little bit before me. I started after all three of you guys, but, uh, um, you know, and, and so it was funny to see like the rise and to see Clint start dealing with the same shit that I had been dealing with for the last couple of years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm just like, it, it, it really sucks, dude. Like it sucks to be constantly attacked, but at the same time, it's like, I know what I'm doing. I know what my worth is. I know what I add to the movement. And, uh, so they're not going to fucking stop me. Um, and the only way to deal with them is to not capitulate to them at all, to tell, to tell them to get absolute all the way, absolutely all the way fucked. And, and and I don't want to have anything to do with you. And that was kind of, you know, when I did when I brought you guys on for the uh, the the fakertarians roast, real briefly. Um, I mean, that was really that was the funeral. That really was the funeral for the, for those fakertarians. Like I never, I'll never ever work with them whatsoever on anything ever again. You know what I mean? And that and I just wanted to make it very very clear. And I think that that's what we did. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, seeing the reaction to the Mises takeover, like what happened in New Hampshire and what's going on in Delaware now, and then observing people like you, me, and Clint, and Dave, and Pete, or whoever, just like get incessantly attacked by people. You know, I mean, and some people have, I think, criticized us in good faith. And, you know, they've said, hey, you know, I think, you know, I I have this criticism of you. I think you do this the wrong way, or I I think you're short-sighted here. And that's fine. Like, I'm always open to that type of criticism. It's when it's, oh, you're a a grifter, or, you know, uh, you're a fake uh, libertarian, you're a Republican posing, you know, whatever. Like, when it's just these dumb accusations like you've had, that gets really old. And, uh, but I think the bystanders who see what's happening in uh, Delaware right now and saw what happened in New Hampshire, see what's happening to us. I think it has no end result other than absolute disdain for all those people. Sure. Like what happened in New Hampshire just completely backfired. 
Uh, I think that's what's going to happen in Delaware eventually too. Uh, Nevada, you had that happen. And then, you know, when uh, people see what happens to us, yeah, I mean, you look at the comments on Twitter, uh, you know, like our, it's not just because we had bigger followings, but random passerbys would see these retards reacting the way they do. And they get like no interaction. And then, you know, stuff we say gets tons of interaction and they're just going to lose, man. They're, like they, they don't have, there's no end result where they come out on top at this point because they're just, they're, they're so stupid and everybody knows it. Well, still the, the, their most watched uh, episode of all time is still the episode of that, that myself and, and King uh, <laughs> base King Nick went on to. So that's got to sting a little bit to, to know that they've never had a platform like they had when they had, me and Nick on to roast them for two hours. Yeah, no, it, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, I I do just like a stupid little live stream while I'm loading an excavator or something, and it'll get 400 views. Right, and that's like more than they ever get on their stupid, you know, little channel. <laughs> but <laughs> so I thought you like, were just a gr- I thought you were just a grifter with nothing interesting to say, though. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, if I'm a grifter, I'm a stupid grifter because I don't make much money off of this at all. I get the super chats occasionally, and I would have kicked like Ryan Dawson to the side of the road a long time ago if I was a grifter. Because you know, like I said, he's a he's a hand grenade and uh, you know, sort of a liability if you want to keep a platform. True. But I still have him on once a month. You know, they just removed one of my videos I did with him, and I'm still gonna have him on because you know, I I feel like. The way I got to where I am now is by being that bold, truthful person, no matter the, you know, no matter the repercussions. So if I start cucking to them now, you know, like I just lose my identity. I lose who I am. So it's not worth it. So I'm just going to, you know, keep going until they fucking completely get rid of me. And that's why I'm starting. You know, my, my biggest regret is, well, I did, uh, I did have a big uh, Twitter platform. I didn't boost Odyssey enough. Right uh, now, I'm doing that on YouTube because I don't know how much longer I'll have YouTube. So I'm like telling everyone, "Hey, get over to Odyssey, follow me there." You don't know <laughs> when I'll be gone uh, because you know we've seen huge people just erased over the last several years who had millions of people following them, and then they're just gone, gone. Yeah. and it's hard to find them. So you know, while you still have a platform, everyone who's watching, make sure you diversify and you divert people to those other platforms so when you are gone they can still find you somewhere else yeah this is a this is a good time to remind you guys that i do have an odyssey too uh i've never gotten a warning on youtube yet thankfully um and in fact both of my episodes with ryan dawson are still monetized i don't know how i don't know how they pulled that off maybe it's because you have more uh followers than me still Damn it! Thanks, Dave. Uh, no, just, uh, oh yeah. By the way, that that is that's a funny note there because you and I always talked about uh, Twitter, the, the Twitter to the, YouTube pipeline. Oh, dude, I hate it. So clogged. Since I've left Twitter, I gained, and I know Dave did tweet out to go follow me or whatever, but I've gained like 500 subscribers since <laughs> I left Twitter. So <laughs> I'm like, like I'm Twitter like stuck, dude. Sucks. I'm like stuck at 130 from 5,000, dude. Like I, I've been, it just like I'll go up 10 and then drop 12, and then go up five and then drop three. It's so it's bizarre, dude. Like I, I don't know how to deal with it. YouTube does unsubscribe people from my channel. Like yeah, they, I've me had too. It happen. They, they've told me they've commented, hey. I was unsubscribed this morning and I didn't do it. Uh, and I, I know they did that on Twitter too. Um, but the the secret to success with my YouTube channel has been that I have always set the bar low 
with uh, you know production value. And I, I think this is where you act. This is where you actually made a mistake. Yeah. Your production value is like tip top. You know, you've got crisp imaging. You've got great audio. So if something goes wrong, you know, then it's like, oh fuck, what's going? But with my shows they're like expecting something to go wrong basically if nothing goes wrong it's like oh wow you made it all the way through without a glitch so uh you know the, the audio sucks a lot of the times and the video is questionable but you know they're just like okay we know this is what we're getting <laughs> so well that, there was it's, it's funny you say that because actually one of the first episodes of yours that i ever watched uh was one of your four horsemen episodes um with with uh jackman and uh and ryan dawson and it was like early fucking morning dude i think it was like eight o'clock oh, corn yeah. time i know this one yeah and i was yep. i was at work <laughs> and i was watching it at work and you froze up for like five minutes dude and you were just frozen like just frozen and, the, and everyone was talking around you and like yeah. no one even knew you were frozen i think it was like everybody just didn't you know what I mean? they're like ah oh, it just reads it's just how it reads but you were frozen like frozen stiff and, uh, and, uh, so yeah, I get it, man. But you know, I, I have my issues too. And they're always audio issues. I always have almost all the time. I forget to unmute something or, you know what I mean? And it's been going on a long time. So people are kind of used to it when they, when they see break the cycle, fuck up audio, they know it's coming. They already know. <laughs> they already know it's going to happen. Uh, and there's a boomer joke and it's funny. Um, Chris Allen, thanks for the $5 super chat, man. He said he'll kick it off. Yeah, kick off the, the the super chats. My super chats have dropped a lot, by the way, like a lot. Like my my pay on Google's dropped two thirds from what I was getting monthly before, so it's a little rough. Um, but he said he'll kick it off. I'm starting a GoFundMe to reinstate Reed, but I'm doing it in Megan McCain's name. Love you guys. <laughs> I love it. Nice, nice. Uh, Libertarian podcast review. What's up, Tyler? Man, how you doing? He says, Reed, are you more production on a daily basis without Twitter? Also, has your driving improved now that you don't tweet and drive? Big fan. Uh, well, I'm going to say on the record officially I'm still here. that I would never tweet and drive. That's dangerous. So I'm a little shocked that you would suggest such a thing. <laughs> Obviously, every time I sent out a tweet or a reply or like, I would pull over to the side of the road safely, make sure that you know, I wasn't obstructing traffic or anything, and then safely make my tweet. That, uh, so just that, now that we've got that out of the way. So yes, I'm much more productive because I don't have to stop you know, 200 times a day yeah. and find a safe place to pull over and safely tweet. So thank you for asking Tyler. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Craig, thanks for being a member for four months, brother. That's my good friend, Craig, everybody go check him out. He's got a great podcast. Uh, the Midwest voluntarist. He's a, he's a good dude, man. Josh, he said, Josh Reed, don't let the nerds get you down. They don't, they actually bring me up, man. I think that's, I think yeah. that's what's not talked about enough is these guys, these guys literally platform me every chance they get. Uh, <laughs> they give me, endless entertainment value i mean how could you not laugh your head off at john mcball walmart burger you know what i mean like that guy's hilarious dude hilarious he called us nerds you know what i mean like that guy's fucking hilarious he's funny dude uh but not yeah. for the reasons he thinks he's funny you know what i mean oh yeah exactly i mean sometimes uh you know just going at it with the with the zionists on twitter like i was just like man i i can't even tell if you are legit or if you're fake or if you're, if you're a troll account or the neocons or like the wokertarians like i i swear half of them are trolls and they just like realize how easy it is to be a troll in that field because the legit people in that area are so ridiculous that you don't even have to be careful you don't have to 
you know you don't you don't have to uh re refine your acting skills you can just be the most ridiculous you want all the time because that's how the legit people in those groups are and uh it's hard to tell anymore i mean it, it's scary times man <laughs> yeah dude you just it's it's uh it's yeah, it's like it's hard to tell the difference between satire and and trolling and and real life, man. And it it is sad. It is really fucking sad. It's sad and a little scary, man. I don't yeah, know. I mean, there are a couple times uh, some good trolls got me on Twitter, and I realized it. And so then I'd always message them and say, "Wow, well done. That was <laughs> beautifully crafted." Because some people, some people, they really have it down to an art. I mean, it's just so good, so well done, so indiscernible from reality that, I mean, it, and I actually have run accounts like that on Facebook in the past that were uh, parody accounts, but I would just go ridiculous and people wouldn't be able to tell that I was faking it. And so I would get messages from people thanking me saying, holy shit, you're the, f this is the funniest thing I've seen in forever. You're doing a great job. And so I tried to do that for the trolls on Twitter who would actually suck me in and get me into an argument with them and then be like oh my god you got me <laughs> because because I, I i don't know i appreciate that stuff it's good claire foster is the number one <sighs> troll on twitter there's no doubt about it if i got kicked off if i listen i love all of you but if i got kicked off twitter i'd miss claire more than anybody i think <laughs> yeah he uh he is a, or she you know how I, dare I know you i know it's definitely a dude but uh yeah, that, that account is absolutely incredible. Um, and I was one of the early people to know that that was a troll account when, uh, because now that account has almost like 10,000 yeah, followers insane. and it's pretty well known, but I, I was one of the first guys in the early days to catch on to that. <laughs> that guy's very good though. Very yeah. Very well good. Definitely. <laughs> one. Of, it, it, definitely the best. I mean, in my opinion, the best, there's some, there's some great troll accounts out there, but man, God bless Claire Foster. Just absolutely and it's funny because you know what you know you're, you're a good troll when the people that you're parodying start to like yeah you get them girl you know what i mean like they're like they're like egging you on because they think that you're serious that's when you know you've ascended to like master <laughs> troll because you know but that is I, i'm telling you it's a, i'd miss a lot of you guys i really would but man claire foster's got my heart sorry that's gonna be yeah my favorite. I, I, I used to message Claire and be like, yo, you're doing a great job. Thank you for doing God's work. I appreciate it. And Popo's up there too. Yeah. Like no matter yeah, the, what you feel about Popo, the sending nuts, uh, nutsack pictures <laughs> to blue checks. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life, dude, ever. Yeah. They both have very different styles. Cause Popo's not pretending to be something where Claire is, <laughs> right. you know, it's, but yeah, they're both amazing. It's fucking hilarious. It's I do miss amazing. that shit. Yeah. That, that's what I do miss. Like, like you said, you'd miss Claire the most. Like I do miss the fucking hilarious shit that would just happen every day. Um, especially since I'm a trucker and I'm alone all the time and I'm driving all the time, you know, like that would be entertainment to uh, just get you through the day that's gone now that that is what i miss the most yeah it's <laughs> really it's really hilarious. funny because i got kicked off of uh i got kicked off of, um facebook a year ago right back in october right. of last year uh coincidentally enough i i really think i got booted for fucking stumping for joe jorgensen which i'm like really dude of all the things that you guys kicked me off for it's something well, i'm not even proud of oh, it's, it's just <laughs> like with me like you got you got kicked off for something that's like oh, come on really of that's all the things i've for, done yeah. here you kick me off for this <laughs> yeah. shit Hi, kids. Do you like violence? 
you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. Like, I'm not even proud of this. And, uh, and, uh, so, so I was off Facebook for so long that I went to Twitter when I, you know, I had had a Twitter since 2017, but I never used it. Like I never used Twitter. So I jumped on, I, I mean, I started using it sometime last year, a little bit here and there. I drop a tweet, do all, okay. When I was running for chair and stuff in 2020. Um, and then, uh, when I got kicked off Facebook, I went exclusively to Twitter. I'm like, well, this is, this seems kind of cool. I guess you got, you just don't have a lot of room. To, I'm a, really like when I write, cause I'm a writer, I, you guys don't know that yet. If you sign up for my fucking email list, you'll eventually start getting eBooks from me. And there's a free book, um, uh, uh, from my friend Josh right now. Great book. Uh, second story work. It's fiction, really good stuff. It's like 300 pages and it's free. So if you guys start signing up for the email list, you'll get that plus other perks and emails weekly. But anyways, I'm a writer. I write a lot and, uh, I've been working on novels and, you know, I, I have a political philosophy book that I've been where I got like three books active that I've been working on. Um, and so, uh, when I got to Twitter, I'm like, man, I can't, I can't really, uh, write a lot here. You know, it's kind of hard for me at first to get into the swing of like these, these little quips and stuff. Uh, but then I went to war, man. I mean, I went to war with the blue checks and it became so much fun that now that I'm back on YouTube, yeah. I'm back on uh, Facebook as of a co- couple months ago. Uh, it's mostly like I, I added a lot of my Liberty friends, but it, it's like family posts and shit mostly. Um, it's just not fun. Like it's not fun. Like yeah. Twitter is. Twitter is an absolute war, like war zone, and I love it. So I don't know. I'd be sad if yeah, I got yeah. kicked off Twitter. Yeah, I mean the positive of it is I don't even like I, I went on Tower Gang the other night and they were talking about Twitter drama that had happened over the last couple of days. And I didn't know any of it, and that actually felt kind of blissful. Yeah, that hurts. I was like, yeah. I have no oh. fucking clue what you guys are blissful. talking about. I was like, that's I was, painful. Yeah. Like, I want to know about it. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the Twitter drama is just dumb. Like, a lot of it's not funny. A lot of it's not informative. It's just fucking stupid. And when, I mean, when, like, Drew Hancock and the post-libertarians get into it sometimes, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, a, a lot of the times they're just talking past each other sure. for the most part. And it's just like, uh, I, 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 so that type of stuff I don't miss at all. Um, and I remember actually one time we had Ryan on Tower Gang and we were talking about some twitter drama and it took like five minutes to explain and he was just rolling his eyes like wow you guys have a lot going on in your lives and i remember thinking like yeah this is like this does take up so much of my attention is all this like stupid bullshit you know like pete said something and then so and so got upset about it and then this other person quote tweets so and so and blah 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 blah. it's just like who fucking cares (laughs) you know so i literally uh, stay out of all those fights because i love everybody on both sides of that for the most part you know what i mean it sucks, dude. Yeah. I hate watching it happen. It's like Dave and, and Popular Liberty going at it back and forth right now on, on Twitter. And, and fucking Pete is all upset with a bunch of people. And a bunch of people are upset with Pete. And I'm like, dude, would you all just shut the fuck up? The state loves this shit, dude. The state loves it when we fight each other. Like, it's their favorite thing in the world. You know what I mean? We could talk all day uh, uh, nicely about which strategies we should be using. But at the end of the day, the the, the, the constant fucking, like, 
like like shitty fighting is is exactly what the state wants from us. I mean, that's exact. We could not do their job any fucking better uh, than we are on Twitter with each other. I mean, that's it. That's why I, I don't even get into the post libertarian libertarian debate anymore, like at all. It, it doesn't matter where I fucking stand. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing anyways. You know what I mean? And uh, and yeah. if I see value in what somebody else is doing, I'll probably adopt some of that too. That's how it works. You know what I mean? But if you're like uh, the the midget fucker Cyprian, right? And you pop on and you're like and you're like is, is that whatever Cyberdon, whatever his name is these yeah. days. Uh, he, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna come at me like a complete fucking condescending prick, then I'm not even gonna <laughs> I'm not even gonna pay you. It's you're just gonna go into the will not capitulate box. You know what I mean? Like with the rest of my fakertarian friends, and I don't even care. Like, and the thing is, is like I agree with Soprania or whatever the fuck his name is on all kinds of shit, dude. Like I really do. I yeah. there's all kinds of shit I agree with him. I, I do believe that people should you know start amassing their own wealth and fucking try and become complete completely independent and and homestead and do all do all these things. These are good things. These are things we should be doing. Um, I'm still gonna work inside the political process because. I see a little bit of value there. Like I do, you know what I mean? I, I see whether I'm working with the Republican party or the libertarian party. And I know a lot of people are gonna be like, Oh, did he just say that? Uh, I I've seen, you know, uh, Republicans get elected to state legislature. And now I'm seeing libertarians getting elected to state legislature in, in uh, Montana. We have two now, um, uh, for the first time since the fucking seventies. And, uh, and, uh, I'm seeing that they're getting, they're actually working with the, you know, the, the other, um, parties, to get legislation passed, you know, they uh, are, I think our uh, one um, uh, legislator in, in Mo- or not Montana, Wisconsin or uh, Wyoming, Wyoming um, yep. has already put forth like eight bills like right away. You know, what I mean, and they're good bills, constitutional carry, stuff like that. And uh, and uh, so I see I see value there. Like if that's something if people are starting to adopt this third party stance and, and we're getting state legislators elected, fucking awesome. I, do I have some kind of weird dream that the that we're going to have all these federal elections won by the Libertarian Party? No, dude. No, I'm not stupid. I sit on the National Committee. I see what we're working with. More than any of you guys that are arguing about it online, I see what we're working with. Trust me. I see our financial sheets. I see our membership uh, um, uh, levels. I see, I see everything firsthand right away. I see what our social media is doing. Before anybody comes and argues and complains to me about our social media, I, I, I knew about it for hours before you did. You know what I mean? And, 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 and 90% of the time I agree with you and I'm sorry, but I, I, you didn't make me chair last year. So I have no say over the social media for the national party. I used to, I, I I could have when I, if, if I had gotten the hundred extra votes at the national convention last year, I would have been in charge of the social media through all of COVID. (laughs) I'm just saying, have I been bad on COVID? Fuck no, I haven't. Not for one. And that's another one of those issues. I don't capitulate to anybody that's bending the knee to the state during this COVID shit. I don't, I won't, I won't do it. I don't care if I get sick and die from COVID. Like I'm not going to bend the knee to to you or Washington when it comes to COVID or the state for that matter. You know what I mean? Not going to do it. And, and I could have been in charge of the national uh, libertarian party, social media, but I didn't get enough delegates to the national convention and I, and I lost. So you guys got Joe Bishop henchman for half the term and whoever the fuck's controlling it now. But there has been a couple good posts. We we actually hired a, a like a media coordinator to work on it and she's she can her name's Larissa uh, Coggin and she can do some good stuff and we have they have put out some good stuff but like the video they put out, I would have had Dan Smots doing it and no one would have stopped me. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one would have stopped me. Yeah. If I had been the chair for the last year and a half or whatever, Dan Smots would have been doing all the fucking videos for the National Party. All of them. Every single one. The guy's amazing. 
absolutely amazing. Him or Christian Malazarte, or both. I mean, they could collaborate. They're both amazing. Um, Christian's the one who's been teaching me how to do video editing. and I mean, for free, he gets on Skype with me in the middle of the night and starts teaching me how to do this, you know, all this stuff, and it's not easy. Um, so I really appreciate that guy. If Christian ever watched my show, I love you to death, bro. He's been a good friend of mine for a long time. Uh, let's talk about your mustache, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Does it my count mustache, as a mask uh, when you walk into a, a, a building? You know, that's a good point. I should have just grown it out so that I, you know, like I have it waxed off to the side. And then when I go into a building, I could just like smear it down, you know, just vertically downward. It would go down to my chin and cover my mouth and I'd be safe. You know, that that's a good idea. It's Never probably really a that. better filter than some of those paper masks they try to put on us, dude, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the mustache, though, I am going back to the beard next month for the winter because uh, there was a lot of anticipation for the stash this last time around. I think last time I was on your show, I still had a beard, but bit, uh, yeah. pretty much yeah. like pretty much right after that, I went back to the stash and uh, it, there was a lot of excitement. So it's, it's sort of like the four horsemen. Like if I did the four horsemen every day, you know, people wouldn't be anticipating it so much. That's why I do it once a month. So uh, I think I'm going to keep doing this, bring the beard back in the winter and then bring the stash back in the spring. So everyone be excited for it so sure. there you go i support it man uh let's talk about florida dude so we finally got to meet in person uh there was none of that, that gay great. stuff that goes on between you and clint but it was really nice i gave you a big hug i was happy to give you a big bear hug uh yeah well that that's pretty exclusively for clint like i, I don't really extend that to other guys uh in general that's so. fucked up dude don't take, I get don't, it don't take I get it personally no that's okay yeah. i get it uh <laughs> but was it so it, this was the first time since i started my show that I've been in an event that big where mm -hmm. a lot of people in the room knew who I was because of my show. Right. And it was weird, isn't it? It was very <laughs> strange. Like it felt really good, dude. Like, bro, I walked up to the, I walked up one of the aisles because you, you saw me, I was spending the most of the time in the hallway. I, you know, I, I was only going to be able to be there for an hour or two. I didn't want to like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to fucking get stuck all night talking to everybody. I wanted, I would have, if I had had time, I would have talked to everybody, but I didn't want to like blow anybody off and make them feel bad because I didn't have a lot of time, you know? Um, but I did walk, I walked in and I walked up one of the aisles cause I think it was right when Scott Horton came out and I just wanted to walk up there and wave at him and be like, Hey buddy, you know, I love Scott. He's a good, good friend of mine. And, um, as I'm yeah. walking back towards the back of the room up the aisle, somebody said, Joshua Smith, you're a hero. <laughs> And I was like, oh, what, oh, what? You know what I mean? They're like, you're a hero. Thanks. You're doing great work, man. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I just walked into a room with like 2,000 people and someone stood up in the middle of the fucking room and called me a hero. And I was like, wow, that is, that is intense, man. That's an insane thing. I mean, did, did you have any, uh, any experiences like that while you're there? Oh yeah. Uh, I got called a hero a bunch of times and at one point I was like, whoa, dude, easy <laughs> like i'm not a hero <laughs> like i mean because honestly that's disturbing I, I mean i i i appreciate the compliment but like i mean i'm a truck driver who talks about not like in, in not insanely you know uh deeply researched or theoretical shit you know like a lot of what i talk about is pretty straightforward i think and I guess we just live in such an insane society that people don't think that way anymore. But, uh, you know, I'm just doing I'm just doing my part and doing what I can to inject something into the conversation. And I don't think I'm a hero for that. Uh, you know, like 
I want other people to do that too. Like, don't look up to me and just think, oh, wow, what Reed's doing is so cool. Like, go out and do it yourself too, because it's very easy to do. Like, I feel like I'm proving that. I'm doing it while I'm working a 60 hour work week. I'm getting interviews with big names like Peter Schiff and Abby Martin and, you know, Tom Woods, you know, all these people. Like, it, it, it hasn't been that hard to do. It's just been, putting yourself out there and actually saying what you think and, you know, putting a little bit of work in to know what you're talking about. That's really all you have to do. So everybody who has a brain can do it. But uh, yeah, I did have, I probably talked to 300 people over the weekend while I was there who uh, all watched my show or followed me on Twitter or whatever. And uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, that was the third event this year I've been to because I went to Porkfest and freedom fest and then tom woods 2000 yeah. and pork fest was my first experience with anything like that i my my dad uh lives in new hampshire so he went up there with me and we were getting close to the event and i said you know dad there might be a couple people who know who i am here it'll be kind of weird <laughs> uh but i was i was expecting like you know maybe 20 or 30 people but there were like over 200 people uh like i was there for five minutes and someone was like are you reed coverdale uh yep and he's like, oh, can I shake your hand? I was like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And then, you know, two minutes later, somebody else comes along four minutes later. So, I mean, it was just like that the entire uh, couple of days that I was there. And then there was this one time at Freedom Fest, it was hilarious. I was standing in line for food and there's this guy just like standing behind me, staring at me. And I finally like turned around. I was like, hey, what's going on, man? He's <laughs> like, are you Reed Coverdale? I was like... The one and only and like can i get can i get a picture with you he's like super nervous dude, about it like, you're like let yeah, me shit, let me yeah, let me Fuck, wipe this cares? let me wipe this axle grease and diesel off me real quick bro if I could. <laughs> yeah. well th this this was freedom fest so i was like i, I had stains in my clothes but they were at least clean you sure. know? No, no like surface grease on them so <laughs> that's so funny dude you, so you weren't at you weren't at pork fest for very long that's the one that i really really i'm sad i missed i was there uh two days yeah, two days. But I was there while Dave was there and Tom. Uh, Scott came in late, so I didn't actually get to meet him until Freedom Fest, uh, like a month later, and then saw him at Tom Woods again. But uh, yeah, uh, I think my favorite out of all three events was Pork Fest. That's just like, and then Tom Woods is probably second. Freedom Fest, there's a lot of like, it's like business suity, you know. Yeah, it's just like it's I've been really to Freedom Fest before. It's yeah. I have I the only thing I haven't been to is Pork Fest. So, but I've been I've been to Freedom Fest. Oh, it's man. very it's very very conservative, very very suity like networking marketing. That's why I want to go to Pork Fest because it's like camping, fucking hippies. <laughs> like they probably got drum circles yeah. and fire the bonfires and shit. Like everyone's on drugs. You know what I mean? It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, I'm trying to get Ryan to come out to Pork Fest next year, and then. Eric lives in New Hampshire. We could do like a live in-person four horsemen at Pork Fest. That would be fun, dude. Cool. dude can yeah, it's can we talk about Eric Jackman uh, and his yeah. and his weight loss journey, man? I'm fucking so proud of that dude right now. Yeah, dude he's he's really uh, he's really hitting it hard. Um, I, I I'm really happy for him because he's like uh, I don't know how old he. I think he's 35. Yeah, he's like around that. my age. I know that. Yeah, and so you know. Once you get much older than that, your health decisions really start affecting your life a lot more than when you're younger. And so I'm glad to see him really uh, putting the hammer down and trying to make a change there because he works out pretty regularly and he's lost a ton of weight and he can lift a lot more than he used to be able to. And 
Uh, I haven't seen him since Porkfest, so I'm going to be back in New Hampshire for Thanksgiving and going to go visit him. We're going to do an uh, in-person live stream, but yeah. uh, I'll probably be shocked when I see him because <laughs> he really has uh, lost quite a bit. That, that That's really great, though. Like that, I don't know, that takes a lot of, uh, that takes a lot of gumption to actually True. do that because he's been heavy for a long time, too. It's not just like recent, so to actually make that lifestyle change is really uh it's really an ardent stride in the right direction yeah i mean it's it's hard look i'm i'm i was just talking with my fiance today i'm about a year and four months away from 40 you know what i mean and and i don't go to the fucking gym i haven't been to the gym in in a few years you know what i mean and like like i should be going to the gym right now it's like probably the most important time i should be quitting smoking and eating i've been eating a lot better ever since i met julia which is you know, that's good. Uh, you know how it is yeah. when you're out of a relationship. Like I, she was like, she's like, I remember when we first started talking, you would send me texts every day after work at like another restaurant. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't fucking ever eat at home. It was me and my, my best friend were like two bachelors living in a three bedroom track house. And we partied every Friday through Sunday and then went back to work. Like, like that's, you know, I ate out. We didn't cook at home. You know what I mean? There was a Mexican restaurant like four blocks away from my house. I ate there four nights a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was great. Uh, but I, I, you know, I, now that I have a fiance, I eat fucking, we had a, a fall vegetables sauteed medley for dinner tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The, being a truck driver, it's, uh, it's challenging, but, uh, cause before this I did line work where you're outside working all the time. You get plenty of exercise. So I've been full-time trucking about a year and four months and I weigh five pounds less than I did when I started and the way that I've done that is I always like park the truck in the far corner of the truck stop. So I got to walk all the way across the parking lot to get food or whatever. And then I just don't eat any fried food like yeah. that. That is the I mean, like it's really tempting to get the pizza or the fried chicken tenders, but just get the cold sub and the banana and the apple. And, you know, that <laughs> that's just what I've had to do. And it's, uh, I just paid off. I'm still pretty dude. healthy. So. I fucking love no. fried food so much. It's, <laughs> and I live in the Midwest, dude. Everything's fried. I mean, you go to the, the fair here, they it's got true. fried Twinkies, fried, fried, uh, donuts, fried bananas, fried. I mean, just fried fucking everything, fried Oreo cookies and fried Snickers bars. And it's like, can I just get the stick of butter fried? Can you just deep fry me a stick of butter? <laughs> I mean, they probably would. No, right. no joke. Um, oh, we got some super chats. Let me say what's up real quick. Uh, Mike Ravel, thanks for the uh, $5 super chat. Big support of the show, man. I appreciate you. He said, Dickie told me you left Tom Woods because he smoked all your cigs, so I dipped out without seeing you. Damn drunk, Dickie. Nah, I actually, I <laughs> loaned, I gave him like three of my cigarettes before I left just to be, just to be nice, man. Cause, uh, cause Dickie was very inebriated. Uh, yes. Yeah. He was, uh, he was struggling there toward the end of the night, but, uh, he, he kept coming to lean on me. He's like, Reed, I need help. Reed, I, I'm going to follow you around because I trust you or whatever. And I was like, all right. But then he'd go lean on someone else. So he, he was leaning on a lot of people that night. <laughs> he yeah, was we, very we, fickle. He, he tried to wrestle me like four or five times and I kept ball, ball sacking him every time. I'd tap him on the nuts. He'd be like, oh. <laughs> and he'd drop his phone and forget he was wrestling me. It was pretty great. I love Dickie yeah, though, man. He's, he's, he's just fun to be. He was fun to be around. You know what I mean? Like he's, he was a wild, crazy guy. But like, you know, sometimes people like that are fun. And uh, Dickie's one of the fun ones. Yeah, dude, the, the the cool thing is our circle of friends, like the Tower Gang people and you, me, Dave, Tom, we're all legit. Like, I mean, you're the exact same person in real life that you are right now. And I'm the exact same person. And Clint and, you know, Fat Dave and Toad and all these guys, they're 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 legit. They're not pretending to be something they're not. 
when they're in front of an audience right. and it's just like really cool to actually see that in person and be like oh wow this guy is the guy i thought he was you know yeah absolutely man and i agree you know i mean even clint you know clint's clint's the same fiery dude that you know online i promise you he's exactly the same in real life man it's hilarious dude scott horton holy shit like he just uh the only difference online is he doesn't swear quite as much but yeah he cusses like a lot in person. fiery like you, you I, I was out in the parking lot with him at freedom fest and he's sitting like four feet from me and he's just yelling at the top of his lungs about cuba or something and uh he wasn't angry you know he just gets fired when yeah. he's doing his uh his talks and everyone around the parking lot is just staring over at us and uh it was just great like that i love that guy man he's he's something else scott's <laughs> one of my favorite people in the whole movement man you know i i, I absolutely yeah. love scott and you know i'm a i'm a i'm an anti-war guy right like that's where i came from that's where i started right you know, uh, over, over several, you know, shit coming up on two decades now or something. I joined the, I joined the military. I think my 20 year would be this year. I would be retiring if I had stayed in, uh, anyways, um, war is what brought me to these ideals, dude. So like people like Scott are my favorite people. Cause they, n- nobody knows more about the warfare state than Scott Horton. I mean, I just, I wouldn't say that there's anybody out there that knows more in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why yeah, he... what's crazy is, uh, you know, I supported Rand Paul in 2016 oh, and yeah. then like Tulsi in 2020 and Gary Johnson or and Joe Jorgensen or whatever. And they were all way better than everybody else. True. But after hanging out with Scott Horton and like listening to him constantly having him on the show, uh, having in-person conversations with him and then like Ryan and just everybody who's in our circle who is actually like really good on these things. Like those other people are fucking boring now. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, oh, I yeah. don't. Even, I mean now now I cringe. Like when you see Tulsi talking about drone strikes, or you hear Rand Paul talking about how we've got to fight Islamic extremism or whatever. I mean it's just like oh my god. Like you know when you have nothing but shit surrounding you, you look pretty good until you see someone who is like true north, right. like Scott Horton. You know, and then you're like wow. Yeah. it's it's <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's, it's that's the Overton window shift man I mean that's what we're trying to do and I think that's what you know the, the big argument in the party for a long time was Prags versus radicals right I mean even before the Mises caucus was a, 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 a twinkle in Michael Heiss's eye right um right it's always been the fight between the Prags and the radicals I mean and for a long time the radicals left the party when Murray and and then left the party after the the Kochs basically won everything right um but and Larry Sharp said this at best. I love Larry. He was like a political mentor to me. I've worked with him all over the country. Um, it, you know, he said, he said, look, I, I, I can work with anybody, but the anarchists are definitely our, our, he said your exact words. That's our North star. That's where we should be headed. And that came out of Gary yeah. or that came out of Larry Sharp's mouth. You know what I mean? So that's a good thing to hear, but um, it, it's, it's absolutely true. Like, and, and, you know, this is why I think I harp on the culture war so much and why Dave harps on the culture war and why people harp on the culture war so much, because there is an Overton window and you can shift that Overton window. And if you're extremely extreme, uh, the middle looks pragmatic to a lot of people, you know what I mean? Or, or even further yeah. towards whatever your ideals are, looks more pragmatic to people. So like, you know, when, when you don't know nothing, you're looking at Rand Paul and, and, uh, and Joe Jorgensen even, and, and Gary, uh, Gary Johnson and, and Tulsi, 
and you're like, yeah, man, that's good stuff. You know what I mean? And then you meet, a, and then you meet a guy like Scott Horton, and you're like, oh, those guys suck. But uh, this other this other anti-war activist guy over here is pretty good. Who's maybe not as good as Scott Horton? You know what I mean? It's it's just it yeah. shifts it shifts your you know your thoughts on 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 philosophy and and uh, and policy and all that stuff. And so it's it's a good thing to have those kind of people around, man. We need we need everybody to be hearing people like Scott Horton all the fucking time, dude. Yeah, the other thing I've noticed, you were talking about the radicals versus the pragmatists. The pragmatists should not be called pragmatists. They should be called moderates because there's a huge difference between the actual definition of the words pragmatic and moderate. Sure. Like, I actually, I actually think that the Mises caucus is the pragmatic caucus because you have these people saying, like, all statism is exactly the same. You know, any violation of the non-aggression principle is equal. And it's like, no bullshit they're they're not like uh you know genocide and taxes are not equal like those are they're both bad but they're not equal and you have a lot of these lowberts who are acting like you know banning vaccine passports is the same as mandatory vaccinations right now you know and the mises caucus is the one who's saying like no there is a difference here like you could say that you know restricting private businesses from being allowed to choose what they want to do breaks the non-aggression principle, but it's not as bad as Joe Biden trying to force everyone with over 100 employees to get vaccinated. And then like uh, the other recent thing they were talking about was critical race theory in public schools. You know, like you'll, you'll have the Lobert who says like, oh, just get rid of public schools. It's like, yeah, no shit. But we can't just do that with a snap of a finger. So do you want your kids being taught to look at people differently because of their race? Yes or no? Like, right. no, I mean, if you're, I mean, a lot of these people, you just flip the conversation to something else. Like, do you want six day creation taught in public schools? They'd be like, no, it's like, okay, so what's the fucking difference? You know, like you don't want people filling your kids' heads with something that you don't believe. You want them teaching curriculums that are fact-based. And then if they're opinion-based, they, sh- you know, they should be exposed to them but they shouldn't be taught as curriculum like you should learn about communism and nazism and all these things but you don't want them like teaching you know a uh, a propaganda as though it's truth to your 10 year old right. you know what i mean like that's a completely different subject so i've realized that the mises caucus though it's the radical caucus it's also actually the more pragmatic one and the people who call themselves pragmatists, they really need to start calling themselves moderates because they're not pragmatic at all. They choose like the dumbest issues that no one gives a shit about. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I, I don't believe in government borders, but it's not the number one issue to be talking about right now. Like, I want to legalize sex work, but it's not the number one issue right now. Like a lot of these Lowberts, they're not even looking at vaccine passports at uh, you know, lockdowns, mask mandates, which is something that a ton of people are so angry about right now that you could get on our side. Right. And they're like, no, we're not going to talk about that. So that's not pragmatic. The pragmatic thing to do would be like, wow, a lot of people are angry about this. Let's talk about it. Let's bring them in. That's what I see the radicals doing, the Mises caucus people, the people who really care about the big picture issues. Uh, so yeah, I, I think being a moderate in these times is absolutely fucking useless. Being a, a pragmatic radical is pretty much the only way to go. So like be radical on the things that really matter that you can get people's attention with, that you can get them over to your side with, you know, cause that's how we're going to grow in numbers. That's how we're going to gain favor with the public. And that's how we win eventually. Sure. 
I agree, man. I agree. Craig, thanks for the five dollars super chat, man. He said he loves Eric. Glad he's getting healthy. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Daniel three biblical anarchy. What's up, man? Ten dollars super chat. He said my two favorite corny grifters in one show. There is a god. <laughs> he, That's he, a good point. He also said. Uh, he also said. Wait, does Clint know Reed is sticking Josh right now? Unloyal F deserved to be deplatformed. That's not very Christ-like to say that. Yeah, that's not very Christ-like at all, dude. (laughs) By the way, uh, tomorrow night, Jacob and then uh, Will Bell and Liam McCollum are all going to be on my show. So I think that's going to be at 9 Eastern time. So make sure you guys tune in for that. That's going to be a good show. Hey, John Paxson, thanks for the $1 uh, super chat, brother. I appreciate you. Uh, Oh, Jose's very upset, man. We and we gotta no. we gotta address this because you know you know how that short man temper goes. Uh, he threw he threw a five dollar super chat. He said, "Wow, mentions of all of T- Tower Power Hour, but me did our magical t- night together mean nothing? I was gonna keep Clint in the dark on this, but now I feel jilted. I want I want to shout out my friend Jose. Wow. I I'd like to yeah. shout out my friend Jose uh, because I was in Florida with um, seven children, my fiance, uh, my mother, my sister, and my and my brother in law." Uh, all at the same time, and I had been there for like five days already uh, by the time the Tom Woods episode rolled around, and I was stressed out, and my feet hurt, and uh, I didn't want to drink a whole lot because um, I knew I had to get up at like 7 o'clock in the morning to go to Universal Studios the next day or something with the family all day long and walk around more, uh, but I really wanted to smoke some weed, dude, like real bad, like very, very bad because I was like, man, it would just it'd make my body feel good. It would chill me out and make me less stressed. Jose delivered. He was the first one, and I appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate. It. And you are short as fuck, dude. But you're you're like you make up for it in in thick. You know what I mean? Well, with Jose, um, when I was talking about people who are the same person in real life that they are on Twitter, you know that that we know, uh, Jose is just uncut opinion. Like you just get yeah, <laughs> you you get whatever he thinks all of the time whether it's good or bad and uh it was funny because i actually some of my tweets that i was worried about getting banned for or canceled for i'd actually send them to him and say jose what do you think because if jose says eh hmm, might want to might not want to send that one that's like holy shit okay maybe i actually you know shouldn't say this but that guy uh man like if you ever want an honest opinion and it, it, really if you just want to see honesty incarnate that is Jose. Like you just get the real deal. There's no bullshit there. There's no masking any opinions. There's no, you know, blowing smoke up your asshole. He's just going to tell you exactly what he thinks all the time. And I don't know if I know anybody other, you know, like Scott Horton. He might blow up your asshole too, level. though. Just to be honest, he might do you. that. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I mean, he might. He might do that, but not to make you feel better about yourself. But like in the for, cool gay you know, way. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. El Popo taught me that one. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm gay, but like the cool gay, not like, you know what I mean? He's hilarious, dude. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He's a funny dude. Uh, man, we're definitely getting an innocent. I can't believe we've already gone an hour, bro. That's crazy. It's been fun. It's just been, uh, you know, I mean, for those of you who don't know, like before the stream, he said, like, I don't really know what we're going to talk about. And we were just like, ah, fuck it. Fuck we'll it. we'll figure it, it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so those are the best conversations. Yeah, it was good, man. Are you are you down to do the uh, members only chat for a couple minutes? Absolutely. All right, cool, man. Well, I appreciate. You. What do you got coming up next for uh, for the naturalist capitalist, brother? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, like I said, I'm doing a stream tomorrow. 
Tulsi Gabbard is going to come on my show. She agreed to it back in April, and then she went on duty for like four months, and now she's back. She's I'm on the list. That's all I know. Like I've been talking with her media director, and so I don't know when that's going to happen. I know I've been talking about it for months, but it is going to happen. I just I, I don't have a time frame. So she that's may she did. may have caught you dissing on Israel, dude. I know, like she's not good. She's great on Saudi Arabia, not on Israel. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a lot of people are like that. But uh, that is going to happen at some point. Uh, let's see. I, I've got Micah Dank coming on Saturday. That'll be interesting. He's been on Clint's show. You guys could check uh, that episode out there to see what being for. Um, man, uh, that's all I've got on the horizon right now. We've had a lot of recent really great shows, uh, just in case you guys aren't already subscribed to me. Uh, Abby Martin, Peter Schiff, Nick Gillespie, Tom Woods. Um, sorry, dude, you can't say big... good show and Nick Gillespie in the same sentence. I'm sorry. I'm not allowing I, I you, that on my I show. You, I, know you, I know you guys don't get along. I, I, I like Nick, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go check out my old videos. Please subscribe to me on Odyssey, not just YouTube. Um there's a link in a lot of my recent posts on YouTube to Odyssey. Uh, go follow me there. I'm probably going to also start a BitChute and a Rumble just to diversify uh, and, you know, just catch all the views I can. But I'm not planning on getting rid of YouTube. I want to actually, uh, you know, I've got 7,000 something, almost 7,400 subscribers right now. So I want to use that to get the maximum reach I can. So there might be a point coming up where I don't leave videos up on YouTube. I'll just live stream to YouTube and then save all of them on the other channels uh, just to try to get people to actually go over there and watch them and also to protect myself from censorship. But for now, I'm going to keep doing the regular thing with YouTube. Uh, I got my first warning and first video removed a couple days ago, so I've still got three strikes left. So I'm in the clear for now, but uh, make sure you type in naturalist capitalist on YouTube. Uh, if you type in Reed Coverdale, you will find another one of my channels, but it's not political. It's just like it, it's got uh, travel videos I put up there and World War II movies I made in high school. So if you want to see those, that's pretty cool. I'm going gonna, gonna to check that out. Yeah, type in uh, Reed Coverdale on YouTube. And that's actually got over 8,000 subscribers because, um, you know, my M1 Garand bump yep. fire video, I have that on both channels. It has half a million views on the naturalist capitalist, but for some reason it took off on my personal channel. It's got like almost three and a half million views over there. So the uh, subscribers just skyrocketed and I haven't posted a video there in months, but you can subscribe to both if you want, because that's probably where I'll migrate. If they ban me on the naturalist capitalist, I'll probably go hijack that show and start doing politics. But uh, yeah, just keep up with me there. And then I'm also on Apple, uh, you know, Spotify. The RSS feed Anchor, stuff. All, all of those. Yeah. yeah. So uh, just type in naturalist capitalists on uh, podcasts. And you'll Whatever you do, don't type in naturalist communist. Stay the fuck away from that guy. Yeah. He's like, he's like Is the, it... uh, the anti read. He's, he's horrible. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people thought I was the, the naturist capitalist. So they were just expecting me to do, uh, live streams in the nude. I'm sorry. I don't have an OnlyFans yet. If I get really desperate, maybe I'll start the Naturist Capitalist too. <laughs> I can't remember who it was one of my one of my uh one of my supporters, one of my patrons, 
uh, in the in the uh, Discord server when I was talking about like ways to you know get more people to subscribe to the show, and he, he's like came up with this. I think it was Perry. I think it was Perry Nord. I, so uh, he came up with this whole plan where we were gonna troll all my haters by starting an OnlyFans account. And then telling everybody that I was like actually really hard up for money and needed all this help. And then just posting my actual show there. And then uh, having the haters have to actually pay to try and see my nudes and then only get to see the show. We thought it was, we thought it'd be really good. I, I really should have done it. It would have been good. It would have been a good time. But, anyways, Reed, I'm a big fan of yours, bro. You already know it. Uh, if you could just give me about five minutes, I will get the show closed out. We'll do the members only stream. Sounds good. I'll see you there. Thanks, brother. All right, guys, another awesome episode of Break Cycle. Sorry for being late. Uh, my son is good. He's good. He's doing fine. He uh, he got very red all around his mouth, and uh, his upper lip started to swell on one side, so I got him to the ER uh, right away because I was, I was worried. We packed up five children uh, into the vehicle and took off to the hospital. The hospital was not ready for uh, our uh, our circus family, but uh, but it was, it was cute, and uh, he was fine. By the time we got there, it was actually the red was all gone and the swelling was starting to go down. And so it's not a, it's not an anaphylactic. I mean, it might be anaphylactic. I don't know the difference, to be honest with you. I always, I always forget. I know anaphylaxis is bad, uh, but it didn't affect as long as he wasn't wheezing or anything like that. So um, doctor said we should be fine to just keep him away from uh, whatever we ate tonight, which I think we think it's a um, uh, butternut squash allergy, which is fucking weird because the other times it happened, we actually had butternut squash um, too. So that may have been why, uh, but he's fine. So appreciate all the prayers and and uh, all the kind words on Twitter. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys. Hey, like Reed was saying earlier, go find me on uh, Odyssey, man. Because um, I, I probably won't be, I, I'm probably not long for YouTube. I want to stay on YouTube. I'd like to be here. And, you know, right now it's the, the monetization that actually helps my family out. Uh, so um, that's cool. But at some point they'll probably throw me on off here. So please do go follow me at Odyssey. You can just find break the cycle with Joshua Smith over there. Um, of course, check out our sponsors, top the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on break cycle, where you can get this great fuck around and find out lady Liberty gun hoodie that I'm wearing tonight, uh, by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount, or you can join the, uh, Patreon subscribe star, or become a member of the YouTube channel to get into the private discord server where you can get 30% off of all of his new gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public. I'm telling you guys, it's really going to save you money. So go check check it out what do you got to lose do one month on patreon you'll be fine i promise it won't it won't kill you and you'll get cool top lobster gear early um and uh he's gonna be on the show tomorrow night friday show uh myself and my good friend top lobster that's gonna be a good show i'm sure he spits fire every time he comes on man so it's always a good time he'll probably be drinking wine and shit it'll be it'll be fun be there and of course executive producer of the show anthemplanning.com for all your emergency and crisis planning needs check them out today see what they can do for your business home or personal life they're doing a wonderful job that the government has historically sucked at much cheaper and much more efficiently. Seriously, if you guys own a business or have friends that own business or family members or any of that stuff, go check out anthemplanning.com right now. Uh, you're going to find something for your business that will be extremely helpful. I promise you, I have uh, subscribers on here that are now working with them, and uh, I, I guarantee you they're happy people. So do what you can, man. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, for the show with my good friend Top Lobster. I'm looking forward to it. 